Do you engage in spiritually risky activity? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 20 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learn that we must be careful not to form dangerous habits. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrusa today. I like to begin with a story. One day, one man, one place. Only the high priest could enter the Holy of Holies, and only on the holiest day of the year, Yom Kippur, he would enter, pray for the Jewish people, and he would exit as swiftly as he had arrived. His time within the holy chamber was brief, and his prayer succinct. One year, a certain high priest extended his prayer. His fellow Kohanim took a vote, counted, and decided to send someone in after him out of concern that he had died or fainted and required assistance. Just as the person was beginning to enter, the high priest emerged. Why did you lengthen your prayer? he inquired. Do you have a problem with my prayer intensity? he replied. Does it trouble you that I prayed for you and for the holy temple not to be destroyed? Okay, but just don't make a habit of doing so. We have a tradition that the Kohen Gadol should not extend his prayer so as not to alarm the Jewish people who might fear that he has died. Let's look at today's Gemara. Never make a habit of vows because eventually you will neglect oaths and do not frequent the home of an unlearned person because eventually he will feed you untithed produce. Do not frequent the home of an unlearned Kohen because eventually he will feed you truma, the gifts for the forbidden to a non-Kohen. And do not talk too much with the woman because eventually it will lead to a thing. Let's analyze the Gemara. Today's Gemara discusses risky habits. Some activities are not inherently bad, they're just a little spiritually risky. Doing something risky once or twice might be okay, but if you're making a habit of it, you increase the risk of eventually letting your guard down and stepping over the line into dangerous territory. In each of these cases, the Gemara doesn't say that one may never engage in the activities. Rather, one shouldn't make a habit of the activities because of where they eventually lead. The first one is about vows. Sometimes, vows are helpful and necessary as a means of getting oneself back on track. As Rabbi Akiva teaches, vows are offense to abstinence. When a person finds that he's veered off the spiritual track, a vow of abstinence can help him get back on track. Think about an alcoholic, for example. He must completely swear off any drinking in order to restore his equilibrium. But if he then decides to swear himself off more and more worldly pleasures, the pressure will increase and he may eventually implode and break his word. Likewise, the Gemara doesn't say don't ever accept a Shabbos lunch invitation from someone less observant than you. Of course you should. When you do, you'll see that the person will be honored and put out their finest chinette, knowing that you will have stricter standards than they do. But if you start to make a habit of it, after a while, you'll both let down your guard, and he may begin serving you food that's not quite to your standard of kashras. Furthermore, says the Gemara, you might know someone who is priestly, he is a pious and devout Jew, but if he is unlearned, he also runs the risk of erring. It reminds me of the onus Rabbi Yisrael Salanta placed upon every congregational rabbi. He would say that unless the rabbi is constantly teaching his members the laws of Shabbos, they are guaranteed to transgress. People may be extremely pious and dedicated, but they must also dedicate themselves to continual Torah learning in order to be absolutely trustworthy when it comes to their kitchen and food prep. The people whose homes you want to make a habit of frequenting are those who are pious and learned. It ensures that the food is all kosher and Shabbos ready, and that the atmosphere at the table is filled with Torah. Similarly, when it comes to chatting with women or men, the Gemara doesn't say that you must not do so. Just don't make a habit of conversing with the woman. 
If you chat with the same person regularly, that may lead down the wrong path, God forbid. That person may be a colleague, a neighbor, or even someone you're bringing closer to Hashem. We need to be very careful about the habits we form so that we don't ever let our guard down and cross the line. One of the activities that disqualifies a person from being a kosher witness is making a living from gambling, since it's not making any valuable contribution to society. The interesting implication of that injunction is that in our tradition, putting money down on the occasional lottery ticker or poker table isn't forbidden. It probably isn't great from the perspective of faith. After all, if God wants you to have a little extra money, there are more honorable ways to acquire it. But it's not prohibited to do it as long as you're not making a habit of it to the extent that it becomes your primary occupation. For most habitual gamblers, things don't end well. Of course, the obvious flip side of all this discussion is that one should strive to develop good habits. The more you do something positive, the more natural it becomes. If you're not used to going to shul every day or attending regular shurim, it's impossible to find the time for communal prayer and learning. But once you get into the habit of it, it's almost impossible to give it up. We're all creatures of habit. Some good, some not so good, and some a little risky. Even the high priest was cautioned against engaging in risky habits. And so when it comes to bad habits, stay far away. When it comes to risky habits, limit yourself. But it goes without saying that good habits are always worth the effort. May you forever seek and develop wonderful life habits. Wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.